0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation.
1: Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in Utah, Central Valley, Utah, and Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Uh, We are glad to be back with you. We have made it five shows in. I uh, realized that with our last show, that was episode four, which is the, the the place of the original Star Wars movie. So so we, we've, we've made it— It's uh, a great
2: way to gauge success. Yeah, it is. Now
1: we've made it to, to episode five in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, so I digress. Uh, but we've had some really great uh, discussions so far, just talking about things like uh, what to do when life is unfair and, and uh, how to answer things like self-righteousness and talking about grace— And uh, I I really just love these conversations we're having, Pastor Steve. And I hope that you're enjoying these conversations as well, that you're learning, that you're growing from them. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you have been listening, go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and let us know that you're listening. And also, if you have something you want us to talk about. Uh, A Bible question that's got you stumped, a verse that you're trying to wrap your mind around, um, we would love to hear from you and to have that as a topic for a future show. We also want to take a moment just to acknowledge our partnership with Key Radio in uh, Provo, Utah. Thankful for uh, the use of the studios uh, to be able to have this conversation. You can find out more about them at keyradio.org. So Pastor Steve, today we are going to talk about this topic, why is the Christian life so hard? <laughs> now that that's just that's that's our it's little <laughs> that's our little title, so on social media people will click it. Why is the the uh, Christian life so hard? I think they call it clickbait, right? Um, but but this this is a this is a deeper question, kind of a broader question. Why is it so hard as a Christian who loves God, who wants to do the right thing? Why is it so hard to do the right thing? Why do we wrestle still with this thing called sin, with yeah. with these these fleshly desires that that seem to be in conflict with this spiritual life that's growing in us by by God's grace? Why is the Christian life so hard?
2: Yeah, Keith, I, I think I think this is a great this is a great question because I think we're well a lot of times. You know, as we're growing in Christ, we're made to feel because of our failures or because of our lack of success, for lack of a better term, in certain areas. We're made to feel like there's something wrong with us. Now, now certainly Scripture doesn't doesn't um, go there, other than what's wrong with every person. <laughs> but 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 society and and just the, a lot of the church culture makes us feel like, well, we shouldn't have got to, we, we we should have gotten over this by now, right? And 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 we probably even heard those words in our head, you know, after you know 15 years of walking with Christ, really, you're still struggling with this, you're still having a hard time with this, right? And and, and so I I think there's this default in our nature that kind of brings us back to this platform of failure, constant mm. failure. Like that's kind of where I work from on a daily basis. And, and, and so it's hard to make sense of that. But but I, I love I love the fact that when we go to scripture, scripture makes sense of everything. And, and I think in this particular topic um, there there's no better place to go than Romans chapter 7 because yes. Paul is actually, as you had alluded to earlier, Paul is actually dealing with this very thing. Why am I doing the things I I don't want to do and why is it that the things I want to do I don't do and I'm doing the things I hate and he goes back and forth and and, and I and I want to read this verse to you because this puts things in, in just a, a perfect perspective as to why it's so hard in, in, in Romans chapter 7 in verse 21 uh, Paul says so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right But with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And so right out of the gate, we find this this proclamation that goes right to the nucleus of the problem. When he says, I find there to be a law. Sin is a law, Keith. It is a law as sure as gravity is. And Mm. that law always pulls us back it always pulls us down that law is not going to go away until ultimately we are glorified and we're outside of the touch of sin but until then it says sin is a law and it brings me into captivity, and 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 that's something I think we just we got to accept. Now we're not saying we accept sin; we, ex- we we're saying that even when I want to do right, evil is close at hand. Keith, it's it's next to me; it's always there because the law doesn't go away.
1: So, to borrow the words of that intergalactic prophet. <laughs> Mm, the dark side is strong with this one. <laughs> exactly. In fact, not
2: only not only is sin a law, but it says um, it says sin is a war. Oh boy. It, it's 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 a war. It says it's waging war against the law of against the law my law of my mind. It's bringing me into captivity. So so we've got this law that is constantly with us. It's constantly dragging us down. And if you ever doubt that, watch on your most greatest success, spiritual successes. You have a great day in the Lord, right? And then what is oftentimes right on the heels of that it's this, it's this crash. It's just, right. you know, you struggle because it, it just wakes you up to this this reality that, that sin is this inescape, that this law is an inescapable law that's present with me, and it's always going to drag me down. And and if I can accept that, not accept the sin in my life, but accept that this war will always be waging, it'll always be raging in my members, then I'm going to be able to deal with it in my
1: mind a little better. Yeah, that's good. It helps to explain what's happened because I think a lot of Christians get blindsided when, you know, they're kind of on a spiritual, you know, elevation, so to speak, uh, uh, of just everything's going well. I love Jesus. I'm reading my Bible. I'm in church all the time. This is great. I'm seeing life the way I've never seen it before. And boom, all that old sins come back. Boom, I've got a craving. Boom, I've got a lustful thought boom, the pride, you know, and it's like, what is going on? I thought, I thought Jesus saved me from all of this. What is mm. happening? Yes, Jesus did save you from the consequence and the penalty of sin, which is death. Um, but we are here on this earth right now, and I, now I can explain, I can understand <laughs> what's happening. That's right. Sin is, sin is, like you said, I love the way that you put it that way. It's a law like gravity. Um, but it also reminds me that I need to be alert. Like I need to be aware of what's going on. I don't just need to accept that it. and and it, you know acceptance is important, but now awareness. I need to That's be right. aware that sin is lurking uh you know it says here lying close at hand. It's lurking close by. And I also need to recognize that there is inside my members inside this this physical body there is still the capacity to sin. So Lord, help me to accept it, but also help me to be aware so I'm not caught off guard anymore. Hmm. That's, that's actually, that's fantastic. Um, when, when we mess up or when we,
2: we blow it after we've thought, oh man, I thought it was over this. You know, it, you had said earlier, you know, a lot of times we think, oh man, um, did, you know, th- this thing came back. Where did this come from? And, and I would suggest to the listeners, did it come back, or did it really ever leave? Because mm. that's what we're talking about, you know. Scripture says, "Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall," right? There 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 is a there is an invitation to humility there. It's like it's it's basically saying, "Listen, when you think you're standing and you've got this and you've you're past this, you need to really take heed because the law of sin has not left." Now, it is true that the captivity of a particular sin, God God may have in fact given us given us victory over he might have, you know, through 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 working and, and and drilling it out in our lives, we 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 may not really struggle with that sin anymore. But listen, make no mistake about it. The temptation is still in the in, in the DNA of the sinner. It's it's still there. That hasn't gone anywhere. And so I think we need to be extremely careful to say, well, I was over that. No, brothers and sisters, we will be over sin when we are standing in heaven with God. That's when sin will be complete and and and, and it'll be taken care of.
1: And that is important for us to realize that it it didn't go away. Yeah, you know, it, it, my sin, my sins that that condemn me have been washed away, clean. Amen. My personal sins, but the the reality of sin is still present. That's right. Reality of sin is. Lying close at hand, uh, we're told that the the devil, uh, you know, roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know, the devil is is working. Uh, you know, the our flesh is working, the world is working, everything is working. Evil evil permeates everything that is apart from God. Everything that is cre- that has been created, and we are still in the middle of that. We're still in the middle of the war.
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: Paul talks about um, putting on the armor as As one way to to resist the devil, mm-hmm. you know to um Ephesians chapter six is one place that he puts it and and one of the things that he tells us is we're to take up the shield of faith to to extinguish the fiery darts of the devil, like it is our faith that responds to the accusations of the enemy to the That's temptations right. of the enemy to to the the constant advance of evil as as Paul would say. Uh, here, um, you know, this evil is lying close at hand. In verse twenty-four, Pastor Steve he says, "Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body hmm. of death?" Hmm. What is Paul saying here? He's he's coming to terms with something here.
2: Yeah, I think I think he's coming to terms with his own depravity. Hmm. He's he's realizing, you know, there's this desire to do good. But the ability to do it because of this this law of sin, I, I can't find it. I can't find how to fulfill what I know is right because there's something in me that's always dragging me down. And 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 so I like what he says, and I, I really hope our listeners would would listen to this one point. He says, who? will deliver me. He doesn't say what. Mm. He says who will deliver me. Because in with within the household of faith, and and when I use that term, I use it loosely, those who say they have faith, right? In, in, In that household, oftentimes we conduct ourselves with what will deliver me. My obedience will deliver me. My goodness will deliver me. My commitment will deliver me. And we go right on down the line of finding all of these things that can kill this law of sin. And here's the reality. He says... Who will deliver me hmm. and that 's the part that I love because when you look at this law of sin, folks, though it is present, it has been dealt with right and and I always look at it like for for a lack of a better way i 've always look at it like this, like when we think of God outside of time and space we we, we see God looks at time as a unit it 's done, He looks at the beginning, he sees the end and everything in between because he 's outside of that. I look at that same idea when it comes to sin. Jesus has taken sin, all of it, from beginning to end at a particular point in time. He took it upon himself. So the law of sin has been destroyed in one sense. But the practical outworking for the believer in this world are we're still experiencing that until the completion of our lives where we then realize that who will deliver me from this body of death Mm. Thanks be to Jesus Christ. So, on one hand, I, I want to communicate to the believers, sin is done in that sense; it's dealt with at the cross. But practically, we're trying to work it out in the trenches, and 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 God sees that, and God understands
1: that. Yes. I think that's the one thing for me that maybe Paul is starting to come to terms with here is, oh, God, I've failed you. Oh, God, I'm disappointed you have let you down. I bet you're surprised and shocked at what I've done and how I've thought and the attitude I had towards that person. And and the Lord's like, well, no, not really. I'm not surprised at all, you know, because, as you said, he's outside of time and he's watching all of this happen. He's not surprised. And and Paul concludes and he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then I, I'm settling with this. Right. I am serving the law of God with my mind. That's right. Intellectually. I, I, I see the law of righteousness. I see what I'm being called to to obey the commands of Christ, uh, to be faithful, to be steadfast. But my flesh, it, it's still subject to the gravity it, of sin.
2: It's not only subject, he uses a very strong word it serves. The Law of Sin, so you have this very this very bizarre truth that, in one hand, I have a part of me that serves the law of God and and, and is 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 just in love with the law of God and i've got this other part that is subject to the law of sin and serves sin and it's called my flesh. Now, now what does that mean and what doesn't it mean? It doesn't mean that that i have this, you know, this 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 kind of, you know, two-sided life where i'm serving god in church but then i get to go serve sin, you know, with my flesh. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is because man's spirit is alive, he loves God and he serves the law of God in his mind and he goes for God. Hmm. But the reality is, I have an unredeemed flesh, and I believe it was Jesus who said in John chapter six that the spirit gives life and the flesh yes. profits nothing; it gives no aid to the to, to the to the concept of loving and serving God. It can't. So, so you have two things working at the same time. Galatians five just nails it when it says in it, it paints it as a war and this flesh and the spirit are like two dogs that are going at each other and they're warring so that I it would try to bring me into captivity to do the things I don't want to do. And So Keith, those two things are happening at the same time and let's be honest. When those things are happening, it can be confusion, and and I think Satan is there to jump on that to say, "Look, you know, uh, you're you're serving sin right now, and 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 you're not a believer. You've got issues, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think we need to hone back into this. There's two things happening here.
1: Yeah, and he he doesn't even give much room for the devil here, which That's I right. appreciate. And Sometimes you know you you hear that. You you listen to that. We don't want to be ignorant of the fact that there is a devil, that there is a, a deceiver, there is one who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, as Jesus would say. But he's not sitting here giving all this credit to the devil. That's right. He's settling with the fact that, you know what, I have been I have been made new. I'm a new person in Christ, and in my mind. You know the place where where I am where I am formulating my belief and I am formulating my relationship with God on an intellectual level. I'm going to serve God, but but my flesh is still corrupt and I'm dying like each day. I mean, just you know, look at us. We're dying day after day. The body is dying, and it reminds me of what he said. Like fast forward several chapters into Romans chapter twelve, he says, "Don't be uh, conformed." to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like, the mind is, how do we renew our mind? How do we get this in our mind? How do we accept this? I think that's through the Word of God. The transforming power of the truth of the Word of God reminds us of who we are in Christ, of what God purposes us for us to be and also somehow paul is able by god's help by god's grace to say i'm i'm just going to be settled with these two laws that's right and 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 god's word lets me do that
2: in fact he will not only say that and be settled with it he will actually go on and 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 i believe kind of give us the the summation of this remember that there are no there are no chapter breaks in the original read mm-hmm. so if i were to finish this Um, Here he says, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Jesus from the law of sin and death. And and that's carrying into the first two verses of Romans chapter 8. And so what I love about that is is we talk about this law. Yes, it's there. We talk about this flesh. Yes, it's there. But then he says, but listen, there's no condemnation for you and your predicament because Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. Wow. And that's the part that I love. Yes, it's a law. Yes, it's a war. Yes, it drags you into captivity. But... Christ has
1: set you free from the law of sin and death as a believer. Wow, that's just incredible. So, how do we respond uh, to a group of people out there who will say, "No, no, no, you know, you can't, you can't be okay with sinning. You can't be okay with being in your flesh. You haven't been saved for that. You've been saved. You know, you you need to not abuse grace. You know, <laughs> you need to you need to keep doing the right. You need to do the right thing. You need to, you know, I mean, how how do we how do we do, how do we even deal with our own selves that says? Uh, oh man, I, I've done some terrible sin. What must I do to make up for it? Yeah, you know how, how how do we how do we and and what we're addressing here is we're addressing the topic of legalism, right. which is probably something we should get deep into on a future episode. But just just kind of as as we're wrapping up our time today, how do we answer? kind of that extreme side. Well, Paul, you, you just didn't have enough faith. You just yeah. you just weren't being obedient. You weren't in the Bible enough. I mean, how how do we deal with that?
2: Yeah, well, for, first of all, it is never okay to sin. So we're not okay. we're not well, we're not saying, you know, that that hey, we've come to terms with our sin and so it's okay. We 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 are not insinuating that at all. But the reality is, because of the law, you can't do anything about it. Mm. That is that is the byproduct of of what happened in the beginning. So now what do you do with it, right? It's there. You can't escape it. It is an inescapable reality for every person who names the name of Christ. You are bound to this law. Mm. But Christ is at the same time has set you free from it. And so we are not saying it is okay to sin. What we are saying is as as i believe it's first john chapter 2 verse 1 says when we sin we have an advocate with the father so so you've got two realities happening here right keith you've got one reality is you're going to sin and when you sin you've got an advocate a defense attorney with the father but the other reality is you're not bound to it anymore you 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 you're not captive you're not held to it anymore because of christ practically, you know, we, we 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 talk about it in theological terms. We talking about we, we talk about or refer to it as positionally with Christ you're hundred percent perfect and righteous, right? But practically you're still sinning and you're still working it out. You know what what that means is exactly what we're talking about here, Keith. It's like it's not okay to sin, but 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 who here wants to wants to say that they've never sinned? <laughs> you know, when and what do you do when right. you sin? You know, you go back to this fact that it's a law Okay, and and you're in the same company as the Apostle Paul, and you realized, okay, there's no
1: condemnation.
2: There's for that no sin. condemnation. There, 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 there's no judgment for that sin right. on you because
1: it's been put on the Son. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the sentence that's over us that Christ has has abolished that sentence of death, of condemnation. Uh, uh, John chapter 3, we love to quote 16, (laughs) right? For God so loved the world. But then verse uh, 17 says, He did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world. Because? So that the world through Him might be saved. Amen, brother. And that salvation begins with belief of accepting what Christ was sent to do for ourselves, which we could not do for ourselves. What a gift of grace it is to be able to say, you know what, even though sin is kind of still having its day, I am no longer condemned. I'm not sentenced Amen. by this, and it does not determine my destiny as far as eternal life, and it does not have to determine uh, my victory over sin yes right. sin is an enemy but it does not determine that's right my victory
2: and, and and i would encourage our listeners with something as well you know um i want you to consider who's writing this and i mm. want you to consider the words of verse 14 through the end of this chapter this is the apostle paul this is the man who wrote two-thirds of the new testament this is a man who is telling you i don't know how to do the things i want to do Right. And so if you are struggling in that you are in good company because the Apostle Paul struggled with it as well. And what he's talking about is he's talking about the humanity struggle with this law. And, and so I want to encourage you if you're listening to us this morning or, or this afternoon or this evening, I'm not even sure when this is, you know, when this is airing, but I want to encourage you that if you're listening, um, And and you're having a hard time with this. Would you just stop and would you realize that God does not condemn you? That God has put that judgment on the Son and and that judgment on the Son has set you free. And you will struggle with this in your mind until you realize that Jesus is the one who's freed you from the law of sin and death.
1: Oh, that's great, Pastor Steve. Well, we hope this has been real and practical for you, that God's grace is real and practical. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. So glad to have been with you today. We look forward to being with you again next time.
0: God bless. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.